Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And this is a special edition episode 34.5, the GOAT update. But today's episode is brought to you by Naya Security. And today, I'm so excited to have on a 32-year-old from Thorold, Ontario. He's the first repeat potter and an NCAA all-academic team member. Actually, today's episode is not about that. It is about the Cardiff Devils. Because, well, he, his time with the Cardiff Devils, he was an EIHL first-team all-star. Every year he was there, I'm pretty sure. A three-time forward of the year. A two-time player of the year. The captain won the EIHL league twice, I think. Playoffs multiple times. Challenge Cup multiple times. 365 points in 304 games played in league competition. 88 points. 67 games played in the Challenge Cup circuit. 21 points in 17 games played in the playoffs. Not many games played in the playoffs. Weird league. Um, he is also known as the Welsh Goat for Greatest of All Time. Welcome to episode 34.5, brought to you by Naya Security. Welcome to the podcast, Joey Martin. Thanks, Wally. Appreciate you having me again. And I must say, you're, you're in mid-season form now with your, your intros on the podcast. You can tell you're very experienced now, so it's good uh, to see you. Yeah, no, it's kind of like when you said you had to push back the pod half an hour because of a workout. Um, I've been working out too. It's just been in my shed. Uh, I'm talking to people. It's just, I'm exercising different muscles. You'd say. Absolutely. You're, yeah. you're getting better. That's all that matters. Um, so I guess, uh, today folks, really big day for me, really big day. Um, I have another sponsor. However, we're showing the world. We can have sponsors worldwide folks, global. We got a sponsor from Wales from Cardiff, Naya Security. They have, they do manned guarding, door supervisors, key holding and alarm response, CCTV supply and install, site, oh, stewarding, geez, bad spelling on my notepad today, events security, and they used to do the devil security back when uh, <clears throat> I was running a muck around there beating up noble and you were chucking water bottles at them but that's their business that's what they do folks um and thank you very much for sponsoring the podcast they've been fans of the devil since 86 um he's listening to the pod so i just can't thank them enough we'll get into that later but 
Joey Martin, how are you doing today? We need to dive deep today, I think. Yeah, I'm doing good. It's been it's been a couple of pretty emotional days, I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, obviously it was a, a big, big decision leaving Cardiff. That wasn't easy at all, for sure. Um, I guess I can kind of explain a couple of weeks ago, there was an opportunity to to play in Graz in the Austrian league. And, you know, it came up kind of out of nowhere. And it was an opportunity that I, I thought, wow, like this is, you know, this is a really good opportunity for myself. But obviously I was wanting to go back to Cardiff. That's where, you know, my heart is. And that's where I've been for the past six years. So it was a tough decision. Um, but, you know, I thought about it. And I mean, you know, I'm 32 years old now, COVID has ruined the past two seasons of mine. And I just thought, you know, I, I don't know how many more opportunities um, I'll have to kind of move up in leagues. And, and Austria has always been a place that I've wanted to experience. So, you know, I don't consider myself old, but, you know, my clock's definitely ticking. So, you know, I, I thought about it for, for a long time. And then ultimately I, I kind of made the decision that I wanted to take that opportunity. And it wasn't easy. I had to call Todd and, and Steve King. And, you know, those were some of the toughest phone calls I've had to make. You know, we, we talked about it a lot and ultimately I got to give them a lot of credit. They, you know, obviously they were disappointed, but they, they respected my, my decision in the end. And, and we kind of, uh, you know, made that decision. So, you know, I think when I, when I originally, I, I signed last week, I didn't totally think about leaving Cardiff. I think I tried to avoid it. I didn't want to think about it too much. And, um, you know, I think, on Wednesday when, when Cardiff finally announced it, they said they were going to announce it at 7 PM. So I was kind of waiting around and I, you know, I was feeling good and, and all of a sudden, you know, they, they announced it and I, I started reading the messages coming through and it just, it hit me so hard. And I just, I broke down and I think I was overwhelmed and I'll, it was like six years of memories just like ran through my head and it just, it was, it was crazy. I, were, I really wasn't expecting that. And, and like I said, the messages from our fans, I, I, I just couldn't believe how much support and love they gave me. And I was just so happy and emotional and I couldn't believe it. And then they, you know, they made a nice video for me and it took me about an hour to actually watch. It was, it's pretty amazing. So, um, and, and that's the thing about Cardiff. That's why, you know, a lot of people probably on the outside looking like, you know, it's a player leaving a, a club that happens all the time, but unless you've played for Cardiff and you've been here and you, you, you know, made form these relationships, like you, you really don't know it's and everything I was reflecting on. It wasn't even the hockey side of it. It was like, it was everything else. It was all the relationships. It was, well, you've grown up. Cardiff there. Was, you've grown up. Yeah. There. Exa yeah. I came to Cardiff when I was 25 years old, you know, I was there until I was 31. That's a, that's a big chunk of my life and a time, a place I considered home and some of my best friends there. So you know, it kind of all hit me uh, that day. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of good memories, obviously, and and uh, yeah, I was just I was overwhelmed. Um, I I know uh, I can't imagine actually because nobody really cared when I left Beatingheim and I had grown up there and I'd been a good player there, but no, you know, we we didn't win when I left. You basically won every year you were there. Something. Um, I guess other than when I was spray painting myself different colors that, <laughs> that year went awry, but we were hot for a while. Um, but no, I was, uh, 
Yeah. I started to realize the effect you had on that town or that city when <clears throat> our sponsor, um, Naya Security, sent me a video of his daughter finding out that you were leaving. And uh, I didn't send it to you before this because I just wanted, I'll send it to you after. But Isabel, Isabel, it's, it's I, not. I did see this video. Oh, you did. Well, it's that not. Was... It's not Joey's fault. You gotta chase your dreams. You gotta shoot for the stars, and um, just like Bouncy did, just like you're doing, you gotta go for it. Because at the end of the day, especially when you're in your shed doing podcasts, <laughs> you realize it doesn't last that long, and. Like Alex Foster and I said on his episode, you can always go, not that Cardiff is down. I'm saying you can, you can always go up and uh, especially once you're in your thirties and whatever, but you are the goat. So um, yeah, like you got to take this chance. You got to go for it. Right. Absolutely. And you know, the one thing you said is like, we, we've won a lot in Cardiff and, you know, obviously the fans appreciate that, but I, I think like the biggest thing is the personal relationships that we've had with our, our fans. Like we're, we're always engaging with our fans and, and it's something that I've always taken pride in. It's something I like to do. And once I've gotten to know the Cardiff fans, it's just like, you, you know, we, we, I go up to the bar after the game and, we don't just talk about hockey. We talk about anything. And I, you know, we know, I know these people personally now. And, and I think they really appreciate that. And, and I don't think you see that in other sports, like, you know, soccer, football over in the UK, like, you know, you go to a game and then you go home, you don't interact with the players after. Whereas in Cardiff, we're coming up to the bar and, and we're engaging and we're talking and we're getting to know them. We're getting to know their families. And now I'm interacting with them on social media. It's like this, this relationship that you form and it's really special and and it's something that I just always enjoyed doing and and I think that's maybe why I've received so much more support than just just with the hockey itself and you know that that's what kind of made me emotional it wasn't the it wasn't the the tweets about hockey it was just you know kind of about me being an, a nice person and caring and a role model and I thought that meant so much because like I said like these people have influenced me in my life so you know positively in my years there so the love is definitely mutual and it's just uh it's just great uh, I you know what I know why you worked out before this podcast is so you don't get emotional you're getting all the uh <laughs> you're get you you were uh lifting all the emotions out yeah. so you didn't get all choked up on here I get it because listening to you and reliving my time there it was just like that. And I was only there a year. I couldn't imagine sex. Yeah, no, I know. And, you know, while I'm on the topic, it's like we always talk about in Cardiff how we're treated so well by, you know, the management, Todd, the owners. And it's so true. And, and it's, such a, it's such a successful formula because if you think about it, like when we get treated so well by the team, Anytime Todd asks us to do like, you know, we do a lot of fan events and appearances and, you know, when they do so much for you, you want to give back. It's like, it's like when Todd says jump, like I'm, I'm asking like how high, 
because of how much he does for me that like I'm always anytime I'm interacting with fans I'm representing the team a team that I love so I'm going to do it no matter what but when you get treated the way you do by by management you you want to go the extra mile and that means so much for the team that's you know it's a you know, it's hockey in the UK at the end of the day, we're not getting big sponsorship money. So the player interactions and the engagement is so big. And, and, you know, that's just something I've always loved doing because, you know, these people, these friends I made in Cardiff are going to be lifetime friends. I'm going to talk to them, keep in touch. And so it's just been, it's been awesome. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Um, Like now that I'm in the real world and I saw Todd start that organization, um, and how we did it, he made everybody feel like they were a part of it, right? Like really deep down, everybody was family, right? And like in my work life now, that's kind of how I try to do it, right? Like I try to make my team feel like family. Yeah. Um, Cause then when I ask them to jump, they'll say, well, how high and I've built those relationships because I met Todd Kelman in the Cardiff Devils. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I've learned so much being in this organization away from hockey, just from the business aspect, how you treat people. I mean, all of these things are such good skills that, like you said, translate into the re- real world, like you're seeing now. So just very, so fortunate. I've always said it to be part of you know that organization. Okay. Well, as we've discussed, the sponsor today, Naya Securities, maybe NIA, not completely sure, but they're owned by Ricky and Martin Maloney, family business, Devils fans since 86, folks, and they actually got uh, the run to sh- the show there for a good 15 years. Um, they did take a, you know, they, they took a step aside to help the Devils spread their wings with peacocks, you know, the Devils were trying to peacock. Uh, but this is just what I hear. Uh, but anyways, they, they yearn. They yearn to be back with the Devils. They yearn to make sure a guy like Kevin Noble doesn't die the night of the BBT. Because he would have died, folks. I, w- I, I almost had him. Uh, but the linesman broke that up. But I had him right where I wanted him. And then Joey Martin. He would have been like the elf um, throwing snowballs with water bottles, folks. He only got one off, but it was the security team that protected Kevin Noble that night, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Me and you were like the Bash brothers that night. They just let, let us at him. Absolutely. Um, they had, yeah, they... I think that, that's probably one of my top, I'd say top two highlights from Cardiff. Everybody seems to love that one. Well, <laughs> I do have some notes down for this uh, episode 34.5. Um but we do have a sponsor and folks, these people will protect you just like Hendo protected me my rookie year to my last year. It is just like that, folks. They, I'm not joking, guys. If you say Wally 10 to them, first month, first month of your manned guarding services for any potential commercial customers, that's 10% off, folks. You need to be protected if you're like Todd Kelvin and, uh, in Cardiff for Belfast and you're like Justin Bieber and you need protection folks, man. But yeah, that's not commercial, but Todd's almost there. Um, anyways, Wally 15, that is uh 15% off domestic. That's regular folk like me and you, Joe, 
domestic CCTV supply and install. 15% off, folks. And Isabel, we are sorry Joey's moving on. However, just like Peacock, sometimes you got to spread your wings, Rachel. That's right. Smooth transition but from you, by the way. We were talking, all of a sudden you just went into it. Boom. We got sponsors, yeah. baby. This is so, isn't this different? Just like, this is like back episode nine, folks, the original goat episode before he was a multiple potter. <laughs> well, a, now that you're big time, it's, it's a pleasure that you had me on. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. And um, I support your decision. Um, and, and it's not because Todd gave me 2.3% of the devils for two days and then took it away. Um, that's not why. Uh, I had a screenshot. Um, I thought it was a contract. You know what? It's fine. I'm still here to support the Devils. I'll still continue to wave the Devils flag because you guys are the greatest people ever, and so are the fans there. And that's why it's so hard to leave. It's so hard to retire. It's so hard for anybody that goes there to leave because you just get sucked into. It's like a beauty convention at the arena every night, isn't it? It is. And like you said, I mean. And shout, shout out to Big Baz, right? With Big Baz, yeah, yeah, all the boys, even the I mean, stalker neighbor. Yeah, I've yeah. Some of the messages I received were like I, you know, that his name was Ricky. Sent the video of his daughter Isabella crying, and obviously that was sad to see. But somebody else messaged me, and they said they had a COVID COVID baby and named it named him Joey after me. <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's well, like, like like honestly to think about how old Colby is now, and that. When we started there, it was our first years together. Colby, the memories I have with him playing for the Devils, um, and even Zoe for her brief moment on the ice after games, like it's a very special place to play, and it's it's Todd, but it's the people of Cardiff, right? It's the people that live there and the fans that are so passionate that are just – they're crazy uh, and and like everybody says like canadians are so nice and i'm like have, have you met the welsh they <laughs> yeah are, like they are so nice from even when we first got there before we even played hockey i remember walking the street i think i had my toronto blue jays hat on and somebody recognized like oh this must be obviously a canadian playing hockey here and they came up and and just like my first moments in Cardiff was just there people were so friendly and i just knew right away i was like wow this is, this is awesome and well um you know what's kind of disheartening for me is um as discussed i think on the first time is um i tried to be your agent at the start of this whole thing and i could have got this for you six years ago bud and i tried I mean, to you know i made or, some calls i did make some calls behind your back just so you know <laughs> If I recall, I think maybe we had a, a few beers and you told me you'd be your agent. So I didn't know if that was. I did try. I did try and help you out behind your back just to let you know. <laughs> Sorry about that. And folks, you know what? I, I'm never, I'm not going to say. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm not an agent. I'm a podcaster. But players, teams of all ages and sizes, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> When teams want phone numbers, I have quite a bit of them because I don't, uh, I'm not going to say where Gratz got your phone number. <laughs> I'm not saying I have any connections to the equipment manager there. Uh, episode of something with these, 
the old fella. You know what he texted me today now that you're going there? On what? a more positive note is um, perhaps maybe your team's got this big enough budget now that you're in the big leagues that they need one last pregame speech with Deese and Wally for the Gratz 99ers. <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird? <laughs> Not for me. I think I've seen it too many times. <laughs> I'm sure the other guys will think what is going on, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think any other organization will let people have that much fun. I'm not sure it'll phase me anymore, <laughs> <laughs> but I'd love to see, I'd love to see you come in and give a motivational speech. That's yeah. Well, um, the other news is I guess you probably made this decision before you saw that the Cardiff devils are now going to Lausanne, where piglet um is living residing now and um fun fact i would like to start a motion on my podcast um <clears throat> if people you know want to donate and get if if we if they all want to sponsor the pod and if they want me to do a podcast from switzerland with pigs if they want that and they want me to come over and watch the devils play and hang out with me um uh, and the family i don't think i'll be allowed by myself again this time i think you'd have to you'd have to raise enough funds for the whole family but if you could get us all to losan to podcast with pigs at the top of the alps um maybe even todd and steve will be there who knows right folks uh but just trying to start a motion of, on the pod here because uh we do have sponsors now it's a pretty big deal this podcast right joe that's right i think that would be a pretty fun time that and that's a great draw for Cardiff. Even, you know, they finally got a German team and a Finnish team as well. I saw that and I, cause I always wanted to play against one of the teams from the Dell. And so. It's the D E L the Deutsch ice hockey league, the Dell. <laughs> yeah. You're so Canadian. Okay. <laughs> um, well, um, this is only a half an episode, right? That's what, so one of the, the parts of the show we always do is where are you now? What are you up to now? Cause last time we talked to you, you were in Norway. Yeah, I was in Norway. Um, unfortunately our season, uh, ended, got canceled because of COVID, which was tough. Cause, uh, our last game we played was January 5th and then we actually got canceled mid March. So it's like two, you know, two and a half months of basically felt like training camp. We were just skating, lifting, it was tough because one week we thought we Gosh. were playing the weekend and then, you know, they'd say no. And it was, yeah, it was, it was disappointing. Um, that's for sure. So anyways, I, I went back to Canada and did the whole hotel quarantine and then the rest of the quarantine back with family. And then uh, they're in, they're in a pretty intense lockdown. So I thought I'd, I'd get out I'm of there. there. I'm there. Yeah, you're there. So I, uh, I came over. I'm in Colorado right now. This is where my girlfriend, uh, her family's from. So I'm over here visiting, which has been great. Um, I'm able Was to... she from Cardiff? No, we met in Cardiff, but she's from Colorado. Okay. Crazy stuff, right? Well, you never know where the world's going to take you. And that is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on today is like, I remember being a hockey player, and when you look back on it, now that you talk to all these people in your shed, um, and maybe you can get compensated um, globally from it, uh, just saying, um, like, 
support the Wally Foundation. This is pretty cool. Um, but like you, you, you realize like there's decisions when you sign a contract for a year, like I made those decisions of like where you sign for that year, it changes your life. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot to consider. And, and that's the, the funny thing about signing overseas. Sometimes you'll get like, if you have an agent, he'll say, Hey, we've got uh, interest in this team. Uh, they, you know, here's, here's the offer. They want to know in five hours and you're like, well, hold on a minute. Like, can I get some details? Like I'm moving overseas with, you know, my partner. And if you have a family, you're moving your family. It's kind of like, you need to know a few more details, but it's the way a lot of those teams kind of operate. They just, they throw you an offer and they want to pressure you. They want there, to take there, There's, and as we've discussed, there's only one card of devils. That's right. You're, you're right. But it's definitely interesting to see how some other teams kind of operate. And I don't know if they think like some players are just willing to just accept an offer within, you know, the first 10 minutes and ask questions about details later, you know, but that's kind of a part of the business. So that's why, you know, obviously Cardiff has did an excellent job and bringing players over and providing details and making it so much more comfortable to move overseas with your family and partner. I mean, that's, that's huge, right? Like it's, it's a big deal. You're not just. Well, when I was done with the devils, I remember writing a letter, like a, not a letter. It was like a, basically I just wrote out my story with them which apparently continues on because now I have a sponsor from Cardiff um, and we just want them to protect players like us in case there's Kevin Nobles in the world that like we're protecting ourselves from ourselves because we would have killed him that night. Wouldn't we have Joe? I mean, I, I don't think he would have done well, that's for sure. It was Naya Security, folks. That's who protected him that night. That is the only reason we uh, didn't get into too much trouble that night. Um, heck of a water bottle throw, but great security it's team to get him into that locker room so fast because you know what? There were even there were fans ready to rock too in the BBT back that night. And you know what? It was a security team that uh, that – you know what? They made sure things didn't get out of hand, right? And that's just what the Devils need. That sounds like they're, they're fans. They're going to have an eye on what's acceptable and not. But they're also, they also care. It's like a family business, right, Joe? That's right. You got it, buddy. Wally 10 and 15, folks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a little different, eh, with sponsors now, Joe? A little, little different vibe here or what? Can't believe it. <laughs> we've come so far we've, we've come, come so, so far <laughs> <laughs> we can't go too far we gotta stick to our roots though wally oh, there's no problem with that okay so norway it got cancelled we talked about Deese, and he's gonna be in Graz, and i'm very looking forward to uh to checking out how it goes next season because this is what I still like about hockey is that I still got some active players coming on the pod that we aren't just all like me in the shed, that there are still some active buddies of mine <laughs> and you're still young, Joe. That's why. Yeah. So um, any, I would like to know your favorite devil's memories. Um, that's one of my notes here is uh, devil's memories other than the noble incident where Naya, um, security 
um, really helped him out. Oh, my favorite memories. I mean, said it before, that first year of the Challenge Cup was pretty special. Um, like, we, we kind of went into that season not really knowing expectations and, you know, beating Sheffield in Sheffield, who were, were a really good team. That was amazing. And then you you saw how much it meant to our fans and you're like, wow, okay, this is, this is pretty fun. This is special. So that was definitely, that always kind of sticks out. And in my the, mind. The, the people that were on that team, like I didn't know it meant that much to win the challenge cup. I didn't know going to the finals was going to mean that. Right. Exactly. And then but we even, you have Carl and Hendo and Deese and you have all and Todd and Lord, Lord, everybody was different in their own way, but everybody was a beauty. <laughs> yeah. We had a lot of characters and to win. And then even like we, we lost the league, I think by two points. I know like, that was Steelers. I mean, that, 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 that still stings. I know, but uh, that was, you know, one of my favorite also winning the league the first time was, was huge. I just remember feeling so satisfied because it's such a hard title to win. It's a long season. And, those years like Sheffield was so good and you know Belfast and Nottingham like I think if you look on paper like we probably still maybe shouldn't have won but we just like we just got it done we just were such a team and I remember being so that just felt so good um and even you know the first playoff win that was pretty special too I don't know there's they're all the kind of like different types of special memories but wow winning's winning it's just you were always doing it with the same team like I one with different teams so they were like all very different that way where yeah. yours were all with the same team and the same fans just different ways of getting there which i really do think that the uk league just because it came up here is probably the the weirdest league in the world because it could be a regular season game in november and you could have an injury where, like, you take a couple games off and you're going to be okay. But those two games in November mean just as much as the games in January where it's all on the line. So it's like if you can go, like, every game is game seven from the first drop of the puck game one. Yeah, exactly. And it's like usually in regular season, you know, where there's a longer – you know, where the season's not the main title, it's like you lose a game, you're kind of like, all right, guys, don't worry, we'll learn from it. And, you know, we'll, we'll get better. It's like, no, like, we no. needed to learn already. Like, we, <laughs> we can't afford to be learning later. Like, you need to figure it out now. And that's such a different mentality throughout the year. That's why the year is so long. It's such a grind. But, yeah, you're you're going to, yeah, yeah. You, you can lose games next year until the playoffs, eh? But I, well, even this year, it was, it was different. I mean, we started, you know, we were supposed to be one of the top teams and we started pretty miserable and it was bad, but it wasn't like the end of the world, you know, it wasn't, you know, we knew we were going to get it together and there was still lots of time and it was just such a, a different mentality. But I also going back, I want to bring up the one memory is when we won the league in Belfast and that was that was so much fun. It was like we were tied near the end of the game in Hotham goes end to end and like makes it look like easy scores to, to put us up late in the game. And like, it was so perfect because we played in Belfast Friday. We didn't play Saturday and we played home Sunday. So we win the league Friday night in Belfast. 
and we got to celebrate with kind of like just the team because in Belfast not a lot of like families and or other people are there did you go to the same bar we always went to yeah what's it called is it filthy mcnasty's i think we always went to the same one it's a nice yeah it's a it cool was that one. and we brought the cup and it was nice because we didn't play the next day we didn't fly out to the next morning so it was like and we got to kind of celebrate with like just the team and was, some fans right the rock yeah. the, the hardcore ones there were some fans there too so it was like it was so fun but then and then we don't play saturday then we play sunday at home and then we get to celebrate it all over again with our families and <laughs> And with the fans, so it was like, yeah, it just rocked. And so, how'd you do with the playoff set after that party? Oh, how did we? How did we do that on the Sunday? No, in the playoffs, like, isn't that like you guys had to have been like get I mean, after it? Well, we won. We won the league. I think we had a few games left. I can't remember that year. I think we might have won the playoffs that year too. I just I find it weird, you know, like when you can grind it out to win something like that and like you every game and then you finally clinch it to really gear up, to really get ready for what it takes to win those few playoff games. It is as that's why there's different winners for the different trophies over there, right? Right. I know it's obviously different from us coming from if you're coming from North America, you're used to that long, lengthy playoff, that best of seven series where you really develop that hate against a team. And it's so, so much fun. And then you go over there and it, 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 I mean, I I still, the playoff weekend, I I still loved. It was so fun, but it's definitely different, right? I I actually, I actually really enjoyed it because it it kept you motivated. It kept you into it because you could go up to Hull or one of those other teams. And like, you knew if you blew that game, like that was a big deal. And like, you could not lose those games. And it just made all those games more exciting. Um, so I really enjoy the way that league set up and uh, it's kind of cool that they do it totally different than the rest of the world. Right. Yeah. And like I said, like I've always, obviously I love the best of seven playoffs. It's my favorite, but when you do experience the playoff weekend in Nottingham with oh, packed hosts, all every team's fans in the building, it's like pretty incredible atmosphere. And it's so fun that you're like, wow, actually this is, this is pretty neat. This is pretty cool. Well, Joe, I, uh, I experienced that not even as a player. I was only a pregame speaker. Um, I could hang out. Everybody with, plays a role. Well, I, we were all there to win it. But uh, I, I do recall you guys lost the semifinal. And then you were playing for, like, the bronze medal. And Lordo thought I was going to dress up and do something and, like, give a pregame speech before a bronze medal game. And then I just showed up for game time. And he's like, are you kidding me? What are you doing? And I was like, you think I'm doing that for third place? Get a grip, bud. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. But he wanted tough. to win every game and he wanted it all to be like, but when you guys couldn't win at all, that was when it was done. I was, it was over. And I was like, I am not doing this anymore. I did it because I thought it might be helping. I don't give a shit about third place. Yeah, I mean, and that's how most players feel. But, you know, Lordo, it's kind of like he's got one gear and, and you know, that, which that's what makes him great. But he he felt like I remember I didn't play that game. I, I was injured, but 
he kind of felt like the fans were there. We owe it to the fans to put another good performance in. And those, you know. those fans were just trying not to throw up in the crowd. I was yeah. with them the night before. I know what they were doing. They were a mess. You think when the Cardiff lost, they gave a shit either? Nobody cared. No, and I think we were playing. I mean, like I said, I wasn't playing, but the guys were saying, I think we played like five. And, and like I heard about it. I they were like, going, "What are you guys doing?" Like I can't even. I can't even stand up. Wife, like, why don't you, you guys mix in? Because like I don't. I think we had like curfew that night. Or like Lordo didn't want guys showing up hungover. Because I think a lot of teams show up maybe an hour of sleep if they went to sleep. And I think that was the case with Fife. And I think Fife was kind of chirping Cardiff, like mixing a beer and stuff like that. And, I mean, that's a, that's a tough game. It's know. a tough game that does not need to exist, folks. I don't care how many tickets yeah. sell that player, game. That, no player wants to play that game. Nobody wants to be there. It's a joke. Um, but yeah. everything else about it's awesome except playing that game, especially if your coach thinks you're going to spray paint yourself naked and jump <laughs> out and do something to finish third place. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and especially, like, like you said, we lose our season's done, like, it's over. The You're done. Thing, you you play to win hockey. You play to win. You don't play. But I understand like world juniors, you get a bronze medal, but like. Yeah, that's different. That's talking, different. Yeah. We're talking. Yeah, that's countries, folks. That's countries. This is like, you're not getting a medal. You, your season just ended. You're devastated. You're deflated. And, and then you like, play, play oh, tomorrow, you, play tomorrow. And yeah. then you're, you're like, got to go to, you know, go to bed for a meaningless game. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. But I understand the, the league sells like a package of tickets and games they promise. So yeah. anyway, that's a enough. tough one for the players. Um, I do know Daryl Anders is going to come on the pod. And he did tell me at one point, which is when I think they stopped giving out the medals. But he told me when he played in the UK that they gave him his gold medal and the boys skated around the ice to thank the fans. You know, you high five them. They threw yeah. all the medals in the crowd. <laughs> really? Yeah. They, they did. They did a lot of, but he, uh, he got in, uh, he got, he rolled over his side by side. So he's been on the, the DL for the pod for a little bit here, but we're going to get him on. Uh, he's a character too, from back in the day in Denmark. But anyways, devil's episode here and um this is only 34.5 folks and um devil's memory so you got the ones where you won it um i guess i i don't have this on the notes um but like you're I, i'm just curious like don't say me because i don't want you to but anybody else like uh your favorite like just give a couple shout outs of like people that changed your life while you were there oh in cardiff i mean i couldn't just name one honestly i well not one no i know just you know i don't i know you know I, like, i'm not gonna do that to you there's so I many can, people that yeah like yeah. there's so many guys that have even been there since you started there that are still there like the batchies joey haddad bouncy was there most of the time uh did i say batchy um but yeah. richie um like pigs was a long stay. Like there's so many guys that like you get caught up in the, the devils and the family that it is that you are like, geez, I'm still in my shed talking about it. Yeah. And I, I think that was what kind of gave me the, the feels is like, you're thinking about those groups in Cardiff and we had, we were fortunate to have like a core group every year. And you kind of think like, 
probably never get that group of guys together again. You're like, it just kind of hits you. You're like, that, that is just so sad. And that happens in, in hockey, you know, we're kind of used to that. But like I said, it, it definitely is more special in Cardiff. And, you know, you, you wish you could be with that same group forever. You don't want it to end. But uh, I guess all good things have to come to an end at some point. And it seems like there's going to be kind of a, a new era in Cardiff. But, you know, I, like I said this to Todd, it's, you know, the people, the owners, the management, the foundation that of, that they have in Cardiff, they're always going to be successful because of their formula, the way they treat players, the amount of good people in that organization. I mean, you got guys like Neil Francis, and I have to give him a shout. He does so much work behind the scenes and, you know, he doesn't really get any credit for it. And he's, he never really asks for credit. And there's so many people like that, that are all pulling in the right direction. And, and it's just amazing. If you, you can just, I can sit here and think about so many people, that contribute to the success of the devils. And it's, you know, it's not just the players on the ice. It's, it's so many other people. There are so many people that are so passionate about the devils that they'll do basically anything, right? Like that's why you need a good security team around the arena to make sure um, like nobody, well, you know, just want to make sure that if anybody's taking their top off in the crowd and waving flags and like, you know, spray painted as the goat, like that you got a good security team, you know, like uh, Naya security there in Cardiff um, and 10% off for commercial and uh, 15% off for domestic. Right, Joe. That's right. Mm -hmm. No, no doubt about that. Um, And I, I hope Isabel, uh, Isabel has stopped crying. I do as well. Um, but what you've done for the kids of Cardiff, what you've done for the hockey landscape of Cardiff, I don't think you're ever going to get to really realize it, um, until the day they're retiring the Jersey. And, um, it's like whenever you retire, like 15 years from now and they're like, okay, let's put it up. Like he came back and played a couple of years when he was 45 after like the KHL and the Swedish elite league or whatever. <laughs> um, and you, you come back and they raise the banner and I jump out of a closet naked spray painted and it's going to be great. I can't wait. Um, but um, you don't get these opportunities every day in life. And um, in my opinion, I know people disagree with me on here, but I lived a bunch of different places and I met a bunch of different cultures and people and it shaped who I am. It shaped that I can do this and talk to people wherever was because I went out and did it. And I'm happy the goat is finally um, ready to run away from the barn. (laughs) Quite the metaphor there. I like that. Was that right? Did that make sense? Sure. Let's be rolling. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, this is obviously, a, I think, a, a really good opportunity for myself. It, it's going to be challenging, but, you know, that's what I'm looking for. It's it's Something, obviously a, yeah. a situation that's not comfortable, but I think those are what kind of um, build your character. And uh, it's just a, an experience I'm looking for. Like you said, it, it's another chance to ex- explore a new you know city and and travel a little bit more in that area which i haven't really before 
So it's like you said, it's more life experience. It's hockey experience. And, and it's a challenge. You got like a new challenge of like, I, I think there were a couple of years in my career looking back on it after these pods where I got stale and I was doing well in a league and I didn't leave it and I should have. Um, I'm actually quite thankful that never happened to you. And I'm surprised that you never... I guess did get stale in Cardiff because you were awesome every year. Well, I mean, we had good teams every year and I'm playing with really good players and Lord was putting me in situations to produce and have success. So, you know, it was definitely not just me. It was my, you know, surrounding cast. And, but that's why I, I, I never wanted to leave because I knew every year we were competing for championships and I'm in an environment with great people. I love coming to the rink every day. It's, and you're happy. You're happy. I'm happy. And that's the thing, you know, I, uh, we'd have some players come from other leagues and they'd get to Cardiff and, you know, they, they just say, wow, you don't get treated like this everywhere else. You know, you can move up in leagues and, you but have no not, idea what I went through though. Yeah. But you're not going to get treated the same. I mean, you know, we can, we've talked about it many, many times about how we get treated in Cardiff, but it, it, it you know, when, when I kind of heard stories of other players coming from other leagues that resonated with me and I was like, yeah, like I do have, like, what, what would I be kind of chasing? Like my goal growing up was to make the NHL. Um, it wasn't really to like play in like the top leagues in Europe. Obviously that'd be great. And I would like to do it. But like when I was going overseas, I just wanted to, play in a competitive on a competitive team and and be happy and enjoy playing hockey professionally and, and that's what I, I and heard. i know your bar wasn't high enough and that's why i tried to become your agent and that's why i tried right away as soon as i saw you play and we were in the first it was the first training camp we went out as a team and i was like i don't know what i'm doing after hockey but i want to be your agent and you're like well like and I was like, no, seriously, like, I know people and like, as I've shown on this podcast, I actually do, Joe, and I could have helped you just saying, but I'm glad you did everything you did in Cardiff because it's, it's weird how all these different lives intersect and, and what you did in Cardiff has a lot to do with this. Why I even have a podcast is that you did stay there. You did be you. And then I came over and did my thing. And um, that Wally night, which um, is another note I have on here, is the timing of that thing. That was November 2019. Andrew Lord's the coach. Ben Bounds is the goalie. Joey Martin's the captain. Um, Dixon's on the team. Um, Richie's there. Uh, Batchy's there. Everybody there's still a, a bunch of guys I know that I can, that I know will think it's funny what I'm coming over to do. And that there was even any reason to bring me over um, was that all you guys had stayed there and it was how they treated you. It's the city you're living in. Um, it's, it's that you're happy day to day. And you, as a hockey player, everything you want to do is win. And that's what Cardiff does, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've kind of gone over kind of everything and, and you're, and you're so right. And that's why you see so many guys just stay year after year. 
Well, and that Wally night, um, so that happens in November, which if that doesn't happen, I don't think I'm ever doing a podcast because I would still feel like I'm out of the game, still feel like I'd have nothing to talk about or uh, just never would have even came up. Like, um, so... I mean, I'm sure you're you're a social butterfly. I'm sure you would have still made it happen. But I think your Wally night, you really spread your wings there. And I think maybe you drew some attention. Like this guy's got some personality. We'd like to listen to his stories. No, no, it was more just. Um, it's when you're out of the game for that long, and you were one person at one point in your life, and then. You are like in the business world, you kind of have to be different than the hockey world. You can't say the same things. You can't chirp people. Um, you become, you know, the, the business side of it. And um, then I go over there and uh, they're doing that for me. And I was like, geez, I could be a hockey player for one more night. I could, I could be Wally for one more night before I get all dressed up and gel my hair and go back to work the next day. And like, it's still running a team. It's still the same thing, but um, in the hockey world, I guess you get to just, you just do different things. Don't you? You do. And I mean, I'm glad we got to have the Wally night that year because obviously COVID, uh, COVID sprung up on us at the end of the season, which canceled our season. And, you know, I think two years later, now they're going to have a season this year. I don't think there's as many guys on that team that will have known you. So, <laughs> Or the coach. I don't think it's the same thing when I'm standing in the coach's room and whoever that guy is has never seen the whole package. Yeah, so it would be a little different. And Biggs oh. isn't there. The whole thing doesn't work. Like, if that night doesn't happen when it does, there's no podcast. There's no any of this. Um, I honestly can't thank the Cardiff Devils enough, and I know you're the same way, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And this episode has been brought to you by Ricky and Martin Maloney. Um, family business, the Naya Security. And they, they do all your big construction needs, folks. They got people, man, guards, everything. And uh, you know what? They might even throw a water bottle at Noble if you ask them kindly. Um, but um, do you have anything else to say before uh, we shut this down? Like, I really, I really can't thank you enough because – when a guy makes a decision like this, um, I know how much I love the devils. We all know how much you love the devils. We've talked about it. Making these decisions, like, it's almost like you're, like, at that age where you're like, well, it's now or never. Like, it's time to go, right? If you're ever going to try and do it. And, like, you, uh, yeah, you gotta, you got to go for it, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think like the biggest thing, I didn't want to disappoint anybody by leaving. I didn't want to disappoint the owners and Todd and our fans, especially. And so I think when they announced it and I just saw all the overwhelmingly kind messages, I just like, I mean, I, 
I'm sorry if I couldn't respond to all of them, but I, I've read them all and I've tried to acknowledge them, but I just want to thank everybody in Cardiff for, you know, influencing my life since I've been there. It's been best years of my life for sure. Um, <laughs> try not to get emotional, but uh, I just were, can't you thank were, you worked out. You worked out before you're fine. <laughs> I just, I just can't thank everybody enough. Um, you know, obviously they don't make it easy to leave. That's for sure. <laughs> well, they, that's, that's actually like, like you say, the recipe for success is the players they want to keep, they can keep. And uh, the players they, they, that they really just, you know, they're trying to look for an upgrade. They can upgrade. And that is a recipe for success in any hockey team is being able to keep the players you want and, being able to attract the players you want. And you know what? I was almost a 2.3% owner of that team until Todd took it away via message, whatever. It's just a screenshot. I thought it was real Todd thought I owned part of the team. And you know what? If anybody wants to sponsor the Walton's trip to uh, Switzerland to have a podcast with pigs, feel free to sponsor that too. Right. Joey. Does Does that include your beard tab? No, that's just flights. And uh, you know what? We'll spread it out. We'll have a lot of sponsors. We'll see what happens. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pigs already texted me. He's like, you got to come. And I'm like, well, I thought I was an owner. I guess I'm not. So I can't come. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I actually want to go to Gratz too and see you and D. So it's, it's weird talking to all my old friends because I never did this as much as I should have until I started putting it on Spotify and Apple podcasts. Right. Right. But now I get to talk to you all the time and we're talking about this and we're getting it out there and you get to tell everybody how it all actually goes down. Right. Because when you're a fan, you don't really understand all the, the things that go into these decisions. That's right. And I thank you for allowing me to use your platform your, millions of uh listeners out there i can because you know I, I i can i can send a tweet and and try to express myself but it's nothing like you know talking about it talking about it exactly so it's like texting someone or writing to someone on a computer or actually calling them right exactly so um well i w- i honestly wish you nothing but this but success um, in Gratz, um, I was almost a Gratz 99er at one point. They came and watched me, uh, play for the Beatingheim Steelers. Pretty big deal. Um, I, uh, I wish you nothing but the su- success. I know you're going to do great. And as I'll probably, uh, screw, actually, I'm probably going to do this. I'm going to take a, like a video of what I do of like the videos of like Doug Clarkson saying like, Joey Martin changes teams. Like that's what he does. He comes in and he changes teams and that's what you've done in Cardiff. And I tell you, I would not want to be the new coach in Cardiff. That guy has a high bar. Good luck, big guy without your goat. (laughs) Well, shout out to Dougie. Dougie's the one who got me in Cardiff. So, you know, I gotta, I gotta thank him for, for everything. Uh, and he he did say he's like, well, you have to take Joey. Like he changes teams, and look at what actually happened, folks. 
look at what your last six years have been. Um, I, I know it's sad right now. However, um, like Todd's in control. I don't know the new coach, like everything's going to be fine, but, um, um, you don't get players like you every day, Joe. And the Gratz 99ers are lucky. They are. That's why I should have been your agent, even though I'm making these texts and calls for you. Even now that I'm a podcaster and I don't get a commission. I'm just saying, Joe. Well, I appreciate your kind words, Wally. And like I said, I thanks for having me on here. Yeah, no problem, buddy. And uh, like I told you, our rookie year, if anybody asks for your number, I got it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to end it. <laughs> yeah, no, and uh, and because uh, he's kind of like Justin Bieber soon in Gratz, folks. These guys only work in the UK. So just so you know, Naya Securities are only in the UK. So when he's Justin Bieber in Gratz, um, sorry, Joe, we're not going to be able to support you. Um, but we could support you in the Noble Instant. That's, you know what? Thank you for being here. That was lovely. And uh, this has been episode 34 and a half, the GOAT update. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott from San Diego fans. I'm like Pete Southtown Van Van. I'm always speaking my mind, man. I better off my tongue. I'm not